VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. in the way. Well, guess what? Welcome to being a soldier. Oh, it's hard out here for a soldier. This is like, um, you know how um, spouses whose spouse is pregnant and they wear the pregnancy belly to understand. To understand, yeah. This is us doing this for the troops. Oh my God, we are doing it for the troops. Is it because it was just Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Well, the actual Pearl Harbor happened a long time ago, but... Yep, I remember. Just the anniversary, is that why? It's because I was looking at dirty text chains the other day, and there was one for Pearl Harbor, and it said something about um, dropping bombs on a pussy. You know the dirty, horny chains? No, what are you talking about? I started getting lost in uh, Christmas dirty text chains. Things like, Merry Christmas, bitches. Now that it's finally Dickmas, Santa's about to slide down your hot, hot chimney tonight. We have to for you have to explain what you're talking. You went to a website that is other people's text yeah. threads. Yeah, to, like you, you remember, like back in the days of yore when we had forwards and uh, like emails yeah, yeah. like that. So then it turned into text chains. I remember and that. I don't remember like do- ten years ago. And it- Whoa, like 10 years ago. Well, maybe it's getting a comeback, Natalie. (laughs) You didn't mean it like that. No, I have a I have a select group of people that every holiday we always send each other a different one of these. So I'm always looking for them for the holiday because what am I going to come up with this gold myself? What do you think? So it's one of those texts that has all the emojis and a bunch of Puns and, yeah. and insinuations. So lick, squirt, sign, squirt, sign, lips. Those juicy candy canes and drink up that creamy eggnog baby bottle. It's about to get wet down at Santa's workshop. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. Do you just wonder who's the artist? I just, it? honestly, I, I give praise to them. This is what, like, this is my putting the Christ back in Christmas. I say <laughs> put the dirty, horny text chains back in every holiday. Okay. So I'm fun, fun, fuddling with my new ears. What do you? I got Are they ears. new? Yeah, I kind of like them. Whoa, they're longer. Not even you don't care. You're looking at dirty texts. Make sure you don't get surprise attacked by his dick this Pearl Harbor day. He's gonna be the only that thing is... going down tonight. 
That is assault. <laughs> Let's see if we can find the pearl in your harbor. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> this is. This is there's nothing good not. about that text. <laughs> no, it's um. Yeah, so sometimes I get lost doing that. Wow. Check out my ears. <laughs> oh, they look really good. They're very I lifelike. Like pointy. Yeah, they're very pointy. They're longer. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I'm not they sure. They look I sadder. I they look sadder? Yeah, they look more sad. Like in what way? They're like they more like they look like Dobby's ears. Oh, I, I think see. that's why because they're longer and they're I didn't out. know ears could look sad, but I yeah you know I like when Wendy's Dobby. ears look oh, sad uh, when you know she's it. got sad ears. Um, all right, and I'm you take... look like it. That's why every time I look at you, I go oh. Oh good, um, I'm glad that's why. <laughs> I want to take part of this costume off because it's very restricting. But look, look at my costume. Yeah. I killed myself. Wait, we can't see the face. We can't Wait, see the face. Uh, there we go. Uh, Natalie killed herself. And the fin. Remember the fin from last week? It's still staying on, which means it wasn't glued to your head, but it was glued to the wig forever. Or is my scalp on here? Oh, my God. Yep. That's dedication. Yeah. I thought this was dedication with my uh, period stash, but um, it's not. Better for those... have no lips like me. Don't. Why are you creeping everybody out? We're supposed to get horny today. I have no way to show my feelings that I fell deeply in love with Nesta. I was just trying to show her. Check for the ears. Maybe the ears are sad. Maybe that'll make us feel bad for it. I don't got any ears. Boo. All right. Goodbye. Hear this. Goodbye, you're Kelpie a, head. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm that was sorry, uh, that was my severed Kelpie head talking. By the way, I know it was. You're like, who's that third person? Yeah, different. All right, I'm taking the mask off. I'm wearing I'm wearing the golden mask, but I'm taking it off because it's hard. But to you see. looked so good. Thank and you. Isn't that worth it? Thank you. Um, I did not realize though how different of a color my beard was to my hair. You are. <laughs> and it really. Well, what does... I love is that it has glitter in it. Yeah, it does. Well, You're... all my eyeshadow has glitter in it, so it's really hard to. Find. Yeah. You know, I'm. You know, I didn't go out to buy red paint for this. I just used red eyeshadow. I mean, that's better than paint, right? For a I beard, think so. for like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, I'm just trying to do a shadow because, like, I've been lost in the bog. See, what we needed to do. If we were going to help design this, you like put sticks in your hair. Oh yeah, I do need more garbage. Jaggy's dressed like one of the missing soldiers in the bog currently, yeah. which I love. And I'm like, give me a kiss. No, they don't want to kiss anybody. No, because they're all haggard. They don't even know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're doing because they've got mind control or something. Except we didn't get to them yet. Whoops. Oops. We don't know that yet. I guess we'll get to them today. We're about to. We're about to. Because last time we left off, we lost a whole ass. Oh, my God. Where'd my ass go? <laughs> ah, I was like, I want more of it. I don't want less of it. Come on. Come on now. Getting everybody on the snail mucin train. You ever put muse on you? Do you ever get mused? Is that um like the moisturizer-y? Yeah, thing? the snail mucin. I, snail I don't goops. think I have. How do you feel about it? It's goopy. Doopy? Yeah, man, it's sloopy. It, you have to, you gotta like, you have to really put away your feelings about putting goo on your face. Oh, I, I'm so past caring, but yeah. I put anything on there. Then get that snail mucin, man. All right, I'll try really, it. it's really making me sup. It's making you nice. And, you do look. Yeah. Your skin looks great. Wow, it's so squishy. Every time you touch my face, 
Wow. <laughs> it's like your face is a bog. <laughs> oh, I am the bog now, dog. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about these lattes. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um... At the start of chapter 33, Nesta and Cassian are shouting for Asriel, but their calls don't even produce an echo swallowed by the thickness of the nothing in the bog. Sick. Man, the way you wrote that makes it sound like um, sexy. Oh, good. Yeah, thickness. It's of hard the to not really with the these bog. people, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm looking at your ears and I'm like, she looks sad. But I think she is sexy. Thank you. Yeah. I need to fix my ear, but it's just going to have to live like this today. New ears, you got to futz with them for a bit, you know? Yeah, you got to really get, you have to, like, find your relationship with your ears. Yeah, I'm not right there yet today. I mean, I, everyone's got ears at this point, right? Everybody, you, and if you don't, get them off Etsy. They're really not that expensive. No. And then you can have fun, playful Just put them ears. on. Just put them on while you're listening. Yeah. It's fun. Sorry, I'm clanging against the thing here with my boots. All your leathers. I have so many straps and buckles. clips on right now, it's really hard not to cause sounds going. Um, so, again, dedication to your craft. You scalped yourself and you wear all the leathers. It's just my art. My oh, art. Man, you're going to have to wear wigs for a long time till that heals. That's fine. Yeah, it's gross under here. It's a huge scab. Oh my yeah, head. I'm very scared of you. Um, Don't then, touch me with your goop head. It's not goopy right now. It's pretty dried over. Oh, that's good. That yeah. means it's healing. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Then Kaz, when Kaz realizing that Azrael's gone, takes a swift drop down. Because he's up hovering in the air. And Az is just no longer with him. And so he drops down closer to the ground. And suddenly he can see the lights of Az's siphons through the fog on the ground. And then he gets a glimpse of what surrounds Azrael. And Cassian launches back into the sky. Not to run, but to protect Nesta, because there are two dozen Autumn Court soldiers surrounding Az. It's me! It's me! That's Don't scary. That's scary. <laughs> you imagine someone coming after you like that? <laughs> Just yelling, it's me, like you're supposed to know who they are? That would be absolutely terrifying. I'd be very scared. Very Lynchian. Yeah. Um, Perhaps these are the two dozen Autumn Court soldiers that Eris couldn't find. Whoa, mm-hmm. we're like eggs. Oh, because dozens. Dozens. Dozen, like eggs, yes. She screams at him to go back. So at this time, Kaz is holding Nesta in the air as they're trying to go, like, figure out what's going on. And she screams, Cassian, go back. Why are you taking us away from where, where Az is? You're wasting time. I know what each second costs me, Nesta. He said quietly, put me down in a fucking tree then. She pointed to one that they narrowly avoided. So he flies down, he finds a tree and he's like basically puts her down in the tree, finds a specific stretch of land that looks relatively danger free, puts her on a limb, tells her to wrap her arms around it. And he says, don't move. And then he's gone. Oh, my God. He's such a hero. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. Oh, yes. We cut to Cassian flying straight back to Az. He pleads to the gods that Az is able to hold off the soldiers in those moments he had to drop Nesta because they have succeeded in sending an ash bolt through his wing. So Az is grounded. 
but he's still able to because he's so strong with his seven siphons, he oh can still fight God. them. It's the only reason they aren't all dead already because he lost part of his power. He sends his siphons flaring as he sees Az's blue ones once again through the mist. The soldiers didn't have time to look up before Cassian was upon them. Blood sprayed and males screamed, power bouncing off the red of Cassian's siphons. As Az holds off six soldiers using his battle skills alone, Cass goes full metal jacket. The sight of Az's injured wing made his head begin roaring. Cassian killed and killed and did not stop. But maybe he stopped to kiss me. And one of the sol- the one yeah, soldier, he's maybe like, Cassian, he looked I'm at me. I'm attracted to you for some yeah, reason. Yeah, and I was like, oh, me? Maybe you could kiss me before I die, for I don't know what I do in the bog. <laughs> for, for I don't know. <laughs> Me not know what me doing. No, me just baby soldier. <laughs> um, but I don't think he does kiss any of the soldiers at this point. I mean, you know, it's your imaginations. All right, they're kissing then. Yep. Don't let me sit in my own imaginations because then I'm going to start thinking about chain texts and I'm going to be thinking about... No, no, you got to be here where there's no yeah. texting. <laughs> there's no texting in this world of our fae. We're not in Crescent City, no, are we? We are not. We cut back to Nesta and she's beginning to panic. She's in this tree waiting and waiting. She can't hear anything and her limbs are tiring. There's just no sound around her and she, she can't tell what's happening with the Illyrians. As time ticks by, she begins to scan the horizon, thinking back to the time in Highburn when he crawled for her at the Damn. end of the war. She knows she can't do much in battle to help him, but the unknowing of their fates is too much for her. How far she's come! Oh. She will at least try to help them fight instead of just staying up this tree. A coward, she calls herself. Though I say she's just being smart. And also, yeah, if you're just going to be a hindrance on them and, and like you're just going to be in the way. No. Yeah. And he's going to be wanting to no. protect you. So he's not going to be taking care of himself, which he needs to be taking care of. I think it's actually fairly selfish to try to go down. Especially if you're not willing to summon your power. Yes. Because you probably could crush all of these soldiers in like three seconds. For sure. And once she is actually trained, she's going to be unstoppable. But for right now, it's like you're I'm unstoppable. Yeah, she, yeah she's going to sing that song to herself maybe though she'll get into like a lady gaga video okay it'll be difficult yeah she's gonna have to transcend times but you know right that's fine okay we could do that in this world all right well maybe that's what's gonna happen at the end of the book i don't oh know. my god i don't even know she carefully eases herself down the dead tree branch over branch until she finally finds solid ground she looks around the barren lands and realizes that she's going to have to go through the water to head in his direction <laughs> Her breath begins to catch in panic, but the image of Cassian hurt or dying gets her feet moving. She scanned the shoreline five feet ahead for any hint of shallower water to wade through to the nearest mossy island, covered in flesh-shredding thorns. But the water was so black it was impossible to determine if it was shallow or if it dropped to a bottomless pit. I don't know, girl. I don't know if this is the the move. Nah, nah. Stay in the tree. Just take care of yourself. That is what is best for everyone in this situation. Well, she doesn't care. No, she doesn't. And I just, it's just, there's times like this when you're not being a heroine right now. Yes. You're being a meth. <laughs> is that, you saying meth is in, like, instead, like of, instead of heroin. Mm, the opposite. 
Got it. Man, I'm killing it today. You are crushing it. It's because I'm all bog-brained. It's not my fault. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. She decides she's going to have to risk it. She steps to the edge of the water and looks down. A calm voice somewhere from deep inside of her tells her to run. Run away. Run fast. But she can only think of running towards Cassian. She watches her reflection for a moment and she, until she hears something scrabbling in the brush nearby. Her eyes dart up, hoping against hope that she'll see Cassian's red siphons. But she sees nothing. Realizing she has to move, she turns her face back to the water and her reflection. And found a pair of night-dark eyes looking back through it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not the color of her eyes. No, it's no good. She's shocked and she reels back, tripping over herself, falling to the ground, eyes on the space in the water where she just spotted the thing. And a face rises through the black. It was whiter than bone and humanoid, male. Bit by bit, inch by inch, the head rose above the black water, obsidian hair drifting in the water around the creature, so silken it might as well have been the surface. Ew, if this is what's looking back at you? Yeah, Get so back to the tree. I just wanted to know if you wanted to go on a date with me. No! Oh, no. Oh, her head. Oh, She's mouth. getting attacked by her head. It's actually just running over the mask. Oh, okay. Um, um, That was creepy, Natalie. Thank you for making it come to life in the studio. Yeah, I'm a bit of a puppet master. Whoa. Me and MJ are going to have to battle it out. No, I don't want to. I feel like then I'm Two puppet. Don't pull around you. Me out. Then I'm going to like come over to your house. The house is going to be filled with puppets and it's going to be a whole thing. And then I'm going to have to like be in the house at times by myself. Yeah. And I'm going to get they're gonna scared. Look at you. And they're all going to start talking to me. And then they're going to like start asking me to do things for them. And I'm going to feel like I have to do the things for them. You, when you watch uh, our dogs, you already have to. We have a cheddar goblin that faces you when you're watching TV. Yes. With a little demon bride in I the give chair. It, I give them offerings every time well, I you stay. Do too. I, give, I know you do. So that's why I also give them offerings to make sure that like they're cool with me. I think that's a good idea. I just make sure. Also, isn't the chair haunted or something? Um, Legend says. Legend says the chair. They're sitting in a haunted chair. You're not even bringing up the haunted chair part of the story. You know. That's what scares me the most. It's pretty so creepy chair. I leave offerings to just the entity that is the chair. Have, yeah, have you considered giving something to the chair? What would the chair want? I don't know. WWCD. <laughs> no. Walk on water. What would chair want? <laughs> WWCW. Oh, yeah. That, that's cuter. <laughs> what would chair want? What would chair want? Hmm? What, <clears throat> what ain't chair asking for? <laughs> His spooky, scary face terrifies her, and she notes that his mouth is too wide, which is a very scary sight. Like, it's very much like the Black Hole Sun video. Won't you come wash with rain? I think that is, that music video is why I wanted to, in my head, like, what made me a goth girl. Like, on I the was, inside. Though, I, when I was little, that scared the shit out of me, oh, that video. I loved that video. I was so scared of it. But I, like, in that way where I was like, I love it, but I'm oh, so scared, so but scared I love it. it. And then you watch it, you watch it. 
A friend of ours has four little nieces all under the age of seven, and uh, they're all into spooky stuff. And it's so cute because they all want to dress up as spooky things for Halloween. And so they're at these, like, genuinely scary places, and they're all, like, in these pictures, like, smiling because they're so excited. And I'm like, I love that. I love little spooky kids yeah, that I are do. just, like, in- like scared but not too scared to not enjoy it. That definitely, especially when they do it themselves, because yes. there is this other talk. We always talk about... Like oh, toxic dance moms and stuff. Yeah. When I used to do horror conventions all the time, when I we were like I, I worked in indie horror for a long time, all of these parents would be like coming up to us with their tiny little kids, being like, "My kid is not scared of anything." Like trying to like, I'm like, we can't, these are not children's movies. Please take your kids somewhere where there's like a playground because the kids like, yeah, yeah. I like these hardcore oh God, no. indie horror movies. I don't want the kids to be forced to do it if they're scared. But that sounds like a nice version. No, it's a nice version. They they are choosing it, and they also don't watch the movies. They're just allowed to yeah. look at like the pictures. And they're allowed, which to is look what like I loved as a kid too. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was too scared to watch movies until I was like fourteen. Honestly, like horror movies. Um, was there one that like truly got you, and that was the reason that you didn't continue to watch them? I was obsessed with horror since I was, and, and ghosts and haunting supernatural things since I was old enough to to start reading. Like I've always loved it. I think it's because of Ghostbusters and I'm yeah. my little next door neighbors. I've told this story. My the Sluck brothers that lived across from me, their dad was obsessed with all things supernatural and he had a tarantula. And so we like we were just always listening to like Halloween soundtrack records yeah. and stuff. Was like, oh! So I loved it, but it was that I was the kind of kid who was also so scared of going into like haunted houses and like I would have to leave out emergency exit if I went in, but I would try all the time. And so I remember being about 11 in um, at a sleepover and we were supposed to be watching Candyman. And I... The Which kid, still is very scary. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's hardcore for an yeah. 11-year-old's birthday party. But I was, it was the least cool kid at the party and... I still I was like trying to make myself stay in the room, but I just kept sneaking out and like asking the mom if like, do you have any like chips just so I could like escape watching it? Little Natalie, (laughs) I just want to take care of you. Guess what? Not invited to any other cool parties. No. Well, now you're invited to cool parties. I don't. Isn't that nice? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what we tell ourselves. You're just, you know, now you can watch the movies. All right. We're getting way off on a tangent here. I am proud of you, Natalie. Thank you. You Thank you. are invisible. <laughs> That's a different song. <laughs> <I'm> a <star>. um, <laughs> she's seeing, Kelpie. She's seeing this terrifying Kelpie. That two wide mouth parted, twin rows of rotted teeth, jagged as shards of glass, filled his mouth as he smiled. Ew. The terror is too much for her, and she feels a warmth in her lap as she wets herself in fear. The Kelpie can sense this, and it seems to thrill him. His long body continues to ascend from the water as she watches, frozen in horror. He begins to speak in a rasping language she doesn't understand. Nessa can't move her legs. She's too terrified. As he wraps his claws into her and breaks her skin into the lower part of her leg... The pain wakes her up and she begins thrashing, but it's too late. (gasps) There isn't even a branch to grab onto, just sand and dirt running through her fingers as he begins to pull. The Kelpie towed her along as he slithered back into the frigid water and dragged her under the surface. 
What are we going to do? Oh, my God. These Kelpies these days, I tell you. Right? Man, it's just like, oh, can't a girl just hang out in a tree anymore? Mm-mm. We cut over to Cassian and Asriel. Just when they're out of their danger, something else has got to happen. So they're over with the soldiers. They've basically slain them all, but they've left two soldiers. Yeah, wait, are you one of the alive ones, though? I am alive. There's two I'm alive! Al- there's two left. So Look is it at my flowing hair. Of course I'm alive. You think that this could be dead? Another Sia song. I'm alive! Oh, man. Oh. Did you see Oh, that video of her singing at the dinner... Of her just sitting at Kathy I'm still, Griffin's. I'm still on a break with Oh, Sia. because of music? Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little rough. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. But they've left these two soldiers alive, unsure of what to do. And they want to know, like, who's commanded them to act in this manner? Or are they doing it on their own? But they quickly realize they're not going to get any answers here. Their faces were vacant. Not a trace of fear in them or in their sense. I like this, this posture you're taking. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why my hands are up, mister. I, I guess you're going to have to... Kiss me. Oh, get right, because he captured you. Yeah. And you're like, maybe if you give me a kiss, I'll tell you who did this. Maybe that's all I need. You get more flies with honey. <laughs> and your lips are that. like honey. I should start Mr. using that sexually. You get more flies with honey. With your husband? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> just stare him dead in the eyes. Get more flies with honey. I don't even know if he'll understand what he's supposed to do. No, I think he's he going to be like, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? I'll do it. Just stop. Stop doing stop that. Stop doing that. Stop talking like that. They use their siphons to create bindings around the two soldiers, planning on taking them back to the night court for questioning. It's really hard to not think about the bindings from the craft. I know that we bring up the craft probably too often, but I and I know that the bindings aren't the same. But I just imagine them just being like, I bind you, soldier, that I don't know the name of. I do You've never done a binding ritual yourself? Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just, I, I just want to dream I mean, about I, the craft. I, I, let's please, all day. Um... I did it because of the craft when then like my mom like like encouraged me to read more into like the actual studies that they worked on in the craft. Mm -hmm. And then like it was like once I learned that it was a real thing, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think that there's actually validity in, in doing certain kinds of bindings. Anyway, Asriel tells him they need to get Nesta and leave immediately, which sends Cassian into the air. He's like, oh, fuck Cassian. Nesta. So he starts aiming towards the strip of land where he left Nesta, hoping it was as safe as he had imagined for her. He hears Azriel fall behind him, able to fly at least for the moment through his injury. Cassian tracked Nesta by scent back to that tree, the mist lightning only as its uppermost branches appeared. But Nesta wasn't in it. Nesta! He screams. Follows her scent. Stay in the tree. You were told you had one to job stay in the tree. One job. Nesta, he screams, follows her scent from the tree and realizes he tracks her scent to the water's edge and can find it no more. The surface is completely undisturbed and he swings his head wildly, his mind roaring. He screams again, Nesta! Orid devoured his roar before it could echo across the black water. At the start of chapter 36, we're with Nesta and she is drowning. She can't see through the blackness of this water, but is being pulled by razor-sharp claws downward. In the last fight for survival, she remembers. She has weapons. She was strapped. Yeah, girl! Blindly, she grabs for the knife at her side, swipes down, hoping not to stab herself in the process. She makes contact. For a moment, the hand jerks and releases, and she begins flailing, trying to make her way back up, up, up. But it's futile. This is the Kelpie's land, his rules. Oh, just like Outback. Just like Outback. She feels his body slam into her. His claws wrap around her throat, and he pushes her into some form of silty wall of stone under the water. She can only feel shock as the Kelpie's mouth collides with hers, prying hers open, the taste of rotting entering past her lips. For a heartbeat, she wasn't beneath the water, but against a woodpile in the human lands, Thomas's hard mouth crushing into hers, his hands pawing at her. She frantically pulls her head away, but he's too strong. Suddenly, he blows rotted breath down into her lungs, and she realizes that he's trying to give her more air? As though wanting to keep her alive a little longer for his own needs. Look, Kelby, you creepy. Gross. Also, undealt with trauma coming up here. Well, like, it is sort of a mimic of that moment. Mm -hmm. She's pushed up against a wall again, Mm -hmm. but also by a sea creature. With rotting mouth. And this is not the kisses that I've been asking for. 
these are not the kisses you've been asking for. Is that Star Wars? Whoa, no. I, but I love. I love. These are not the droids. Hashtag nerd girls. Right. These are not the droids you've been looking. For? I've only seen the first one. I don't know. I saw it for the first time not that many years ago. I didn't. I understand and appreciate <laughs> and respect where it is in cinema history. These are not the droids you're looking for. Is that for? the most? I'm trying to not offend. I'm not. It's just if you see it for the first time as an adult and you know all the beats of it. Like I was just like, this is great. This is cool. You know, good. Wow, you're really just you're you're my you're flailing. burying myself over here. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm I got fog brain. <laughs> I took you down this path, and I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I didn't have to confess. I could have just said, "Yeah, droids, ain't them, hate them, ain't them, ain't them." Yeah, man, oh, ain't ain't them, ain't them. You know um, that phrase? Yeah, ain't them. Uh, do you, does that actually that doesn't actually work? You can't breathe breath to keep somebody alive underwater. Can You'd you? have to be able to exhale oxygen, which I don't. Maybe he does before this specific reason because, like, if he's exhaling, it depends on what he yeah. does with the water. Like, maybe he uses the water and like takes the oxygen out and takes it in his mouth and then he puts it in her mouth. Wow. Yeah. Like everyone goes to me with their science questions because they're like, Jackie, she knows. Dr. Jackie, please. They Dr. call me Jackie. in the streets. Um, Dr. Jackie. I don't have a PhD, but I do have a pretty hard dick. Because <laughs> I'm a soldier. Because you're a soldier. <laughs> and you're attracted to Cassian. I'm attracted to Cassian. <laughs> um, <clears throat> gripping her throat, he rips away her weapons with his free claws. Then once again fills her lungs with his rotted breath. He begins to grope her body, seeming to savor her fear. That is bullshit. You're going to get mutilated and molested? Yeah, it's just, and you're, you're, you're like underwater, so you're also drowning at the same time. This is too much. Talk about, like, man, she's going to have to unpack this. For this a while. This is a rough experience. I mean, at least she was already morphed inside of an, in, you know, ancient cauldron. So she's probably yeah. already at least been through. She's like, oh, another day, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, just used to it at this point. Yeah. As she gags on his his disgusting breath, he seems to laugh at her. He begins to drag her down into what seems into some form of lair. The remnants of other victims scattered about like trophies. Bones, too. Some still held flesh. And then something glowing golden. A head. Out of reach but nearing. Nesta thinks for a moment, this is my power. I forgot I have all these powers. Yeah, I forgot. It's, I'm like totally like a badass bitch. Yeah. So she thinks, oh, my powers are trying to surge. But as it grows nearer to her and her fingers graze the side, she realizes it's not her power. Not exactly. Like called to like. <gasps> the Kelpie, savoring these moments, doesn't notice what flies to Nesta. Her feet and legs sliced into dagger-sharp objects, ripping open on a few. Power lay in her hand. Death gripped her by the other. So he's dragging. Badass. Yeah, the Kelpie's dragging her and dragging her, and he's not looking behind where, Nel- where Nesta is reaching for something. Then her hand grasps the golden object, and the Kelpie stalls as if sensing a shift. But not fast enough. He couldn't stop her from slamming the mask onto her face. <gasps> oh, sorry, Mr. Kelpie. Guess you're super fucked now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Kelpie. 
probably should have made better life choices, but now you're here. Yeah, and stop eating everybody and groping them under the water. At least just eat them if you have to survive that yeah, way. Yeah, and do it fast, you you not nice bog so monster. So mean. You're mean. Man, we would be so good. Get us back on the bully track, man. Let's start <laughs> getting at people. We're so good at it now. I feel, I feel so bad being mean to people. Man, I do have the power, though, if I'm angry enough. I'm really, really, I can be, I can verbally be very mean. I mean, and it's good, it's hard. It's it's a scary thing to have that lays within you. You know I what mean, I mean? It, there is a value to it. Sometimes the person might deserve it, you know? Yeah, but sometimes when they don't. <laughs> I've worked for a long time yeah, to I've keep those thoughts Yeah, I've never seen you inside. lash out. No, I haven't done it in, uh, I think, 10 years. But, you know, it's still like it lies under the surface waiting like a kelpie like a christmas text you want me to keep reading them i can go no (laughs) the pearl harbor one was really i think we can just end it there (laughs) um (laughs) nesta and the mask surge together and through it nesta seems to notice the thousands of corpses down here just as, as if she's casually taking in her surroundings all of a sudden And that's partially because whatever deep power lies inside the mask, it has prevented her from needing to breathe. She just exists. Nesta feels the cold magic of the mask and accepts it into her. For a moment, the Kelpie is taken aback, but then steals himself in anger and begins to launch at her once again. But he can't. He's stuck. I wonder if this is like mass writing about like a DMT experience, you know, (laughs) like where she's just like where you don't like the the idea of you doesn't exist anymore. Like you just are. Maybe. And that's like what you feel as you go through it. And so maybe that's something that she's been through. Ask her. All right. When we become best friends, I will ask her. Okay, great. After like we've had multiple like heart to hearts, you know, that's not something you ask on the first hang. Yeah, yeah. That's like a third, fourth hang. After you've, oh, especially when you start hanging out with a new friend by yourself for the first time. Oh my God, so much, that's so much pressure. It's just like, the, it's, it is dating. It you is, it's, dating you, it's a like person. a very nervous yeah. thing. It's just like, I don't know what they like. Will they like doing this? Maybe they're just doing it because I asked them to do it. You never get to escape that. Man. That's what keeps you alive. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Kelpie whips his head around and sees a skeletal hand around his ankle. Another fleshy, dismembered hand grabs him by the hair. Nesta, through the mask, has developed the power to summon the dead. Awesome! Though she had fought back against Tomas, against the cauldron, against the king of Hybern, they had all happened to her. She had survived, but she had been helpless and afraid. Not today. Today? She would happen to him. Yes, bitch! Yes! Get it, Nesta! Get it! Corpse after corpse, many still wearing their armor, many still with flesh on their bones, begin to rise in the water and converge on the Kelpie. Oh, imagine all, like, I feel like all their, like, parts of flesh are just going to be, like, hanging in the water, too. And you're going to have to, like, ugh, you're going to have to swim through the flesh. I guess you just, like, in your brain, you could just tell yourself it's seaweed. Sure. I mean, at this point, 
When you, in Rome. You've seen enough. I don't know if this will be the, the, the breaking point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A disembodied skull with pointy teeth locks its jaws into the Kelpie's neck. Awesome! These are the soldiers who were sent here as a sign of respect after battle and whose bodies became snacks for this creature. And now it's time for payback. It is a bitch, isn't it? Just like Nesta. Yep. Nesta's a payback bit. <laughs> Nesta and payback are both a bitch. Both a bitch, ain't it? I wish, you know, <laughs> j- uh, like at the end of the He Who Must Not Be Names, um, not my daughter, you bitch, which uh, my uh, mom still quotes to me all the time from Mrs. Weasley. She's just like Mrs. Weasley. Yep. She watches his terror passively, not an ounce of regret in her body. She smiles. And the Kelpie watches as she commands the bodies to rip him apart. We cut to Cassian and Asriel, who are in a blind panic upside the water. Cassian has waded into the dangerous waters, attempting to see any sign of her, up to his waist, crying out her name. As has taken to the sky, attempting to see from a bird's eye view if he can spot her tracks. Cassian smelled her urine on the shore and knows in his heart she saw something bad enough to fill her with that terror. But part of me would be like, oh, God, he smelled my urine on the shore. Like, I hopefully he never brings that up to her because that is, like, so embarrassing. You know, when you command an entire army of the dead afterwards, I'm like, I guess yeah, you don't I bring it up. Yeah, yeah, I pissed. What of it? I did see somebody comment on some photo of this moment in, uh, you know, fan art somewhere saying, I couldn't take this scene seriously because I knew she had peed herself. And I was like, well, I that's mean, what you're that's what no. that's preventing you from seeing this is awesome. Yeah. It's also it's like it's an involuntary thing. So like, you yeah, get, like, it's because literally like a fight or flight. Like it's that's like a brain reaction. Anything, it literally, it, you can't control it. If you piss yourself and then do this, you are fucking amazing. Yeah. If you're that scared and then you figure out how to like or command you your body. Survive, again. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we don't have to bring up the piss part. It's really not. That was such a weird. Go- I was like, I just don't. I don't understand that. That you sentiment, can't take but. it seriously. Well, also, like, get over yourself. Sounds like somebody's ever pissed themselves before. Or maybe they pissed themselves too much, and now they're and now they've got issues with it. it. And so maybe that's what they need to go work on themselves. They need to go command an army of dead and see how they feel about. Think it. about that. Get a mask. Get over the water. Get a mask. <laughs> 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 Again and again, he screams out her name as panic and despair threatens to overtake his senses. He knows that there is a very solid chance they're going to find her body. As lands close by with no news, his cast plunges his hands into the water, trying not to think about the fact that it may be a corpse he pulls up. He hurled himself forward, and only Asriel's hand at the collar of his armor halted him. As snarled, Look! The two males watch as the water begins to ripple in front of them. What the? What? Then the spears broke the surface. An army of the dead begins to appear as one unit, marching in rusted armor, skeletons and fleshy bodies, all breaking the surface of the water together. Mother, save us, Azrael whispered. Cass and Az watch from right past the shoreline as row after row appears from the depth until the front line reaches the edge of the water, and then the army of dead kneels. And Nesta appears. She breaks through the surface of the water. The mask is sitting upon her face like a second skin, her braid ripped from her bun, her eyes burning with silver death. 
a Kelpie's head dangled by its sheet of black hair, torn up face, frozen in a scream, exactly as the King of Highburn's head had hung from her hand. This girl got heads. Whoa! She is into beheading. I'm guessing you better keep that dick away from me. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get some ideas. The males gape in awe as they feel her power surge all around them. She drops the Kelpie's head back into the water where she stands and it disappears while she seems to float on top of the water with her army. Asriel begins to shake. But they were both Illyrian, whether As liked it or not. And so they did what their people had always done before death's beautiful face. They bowed. Yeah, this bitch. She is not only a bitch, she is the bitch. So I love this. Hot. It's so fucking hot, this scene. Oh, It's like a Norwegian oh. black metal music video. So cool, man. As in Cass he grows and goes so far in this book, it's so crazy. It is crazy. Because I just like there's so much of it, like so much of this book where I'm just like, ugh, about Nesta. And then man, she just like slaps that ugh right out of your mouth. <laughs> slaps that ugh. Yeah, man. As in Cass bow to the surface of the water. So they bring their faces down as far as they can go as she stands before them. Cass lifts his eyes up from the bow and sees that Nesta is pulling the mask from her face. In that instant, the army of dead drop under the surface, as though their reanimation was dependent on the mask merging with Nesta. He realizes that Nesta is beginning to sink as well and flails forward, catching her just as she's about to go under. He scoops her up, and she doesn't fight. Her body seems drained, and she allows herself to be carried back to the shore. Cass looks with relief as he sees that her eyes have returned to their normal blue-gray. Man, it would have been awesome if they were, like, forever silver death cover, like, covered. Yeah. And you're just trying to have a regular, like, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but she's clearly been through something terrible. He notes the deep wounds on her face as she shakes in his arms. He just holds her tightly on the shore, and then she loses consciousness. They make quick-like out of the bog. It's a rough day. Man, this is just, she's been, she's going through a lot, man. She really is. And I think that she's dealing with it well. If she had just stayed in the tree. Probably should have just stayed in the tree, but, but she got the she mask. Have, she got the mask. And got the mask. she wouldn't have, like, found this power within her. At chapter 37, we're with Cass inside of a scary room in the Court of Nightmares later that same day. He, along with Az and Reese, are trying to learn what they can from the Autumn Court soldiers oh. who were wandering around in the bog of Urid. It's some kind of interrogation room with a trap door under it filled with some kind of beast <laughs> under it. You know. Don't make me horny, Natalie. <laughs> they just, Ooh, what kind of beasts are in there? I don't know, but, you know, they just sound like they're hungry. It's not their fault. They crave the blood of Faye. Yeah. You know, it's not their fault. They're just little creatures. I don't know why they have to live underneath in a torture room, but that's what I guess they do. Maybe they like it. Maybe they've asked You're right. For Maybe this. they do like the darkness. Yeah. And they, they'd rather they feel more comfortable down there. Maybe oh. they have trauma in their past, too. Oh, and this helps them. Yeah. Like, it's just like the priestesses in the library. Yeah. Think of the beasts and the priestesses. The beasts and the beasts. The beasts. The beasts. <laughs> 
Also, that's a sexy word too. The beast. Yeah, the, yeah, the beastesses are coming. <laughs> oh, and they, like I feel like they're all just like Greta Gremlins, and they all got like big honkos. They're, they're just down like, there, like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes. So Cass is with the others of from the night court in this room with these soldiers. Feyre and Amran are also there. Cassine thinks about how Nesta is safe in the Moonstone Palace above the Court of Nightmares, the very same one that Feyre went to when she was taken by Rizond all those months ago. Again, Moore is not here. She, we're really gonna. I think we're gonna find her on this entire like consecutive adventure during this entire it, book because she's like not in yes. any of the scenes there's no way that it's not going to get into one because whatever she's doing it's important yeah and i know that we're going to learn about it at some point assuming it's also a bunch of kissing queer, queer sex. a bunch of kissing um god oh, imagine those scenes although i hope i'm Ooh. i'm waiting Whoa. nesta is okay but in a state of unconsciousness up in the Moonstone Palace, but is being very heavily warded and protected. Amron confirms what they believe when they countered these soldiers initially, that they are in some sort of trance from enchantments. Reese also acknowledges that when he entered their mind, it was like walking into a room of fog. Yeah, they say about that about my mind, too. But that's just because I'm four twenty friendly. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine going through my brain? Oh, maybe brain? they're just stoned. Yeah, maybe that's it. They, they were just like having a blast. Sometimes, dude, sometimes you got to go to the bog and have a blast. Sometimes you get lost in the bog. Oh, didn't I've to. done that a couple of times in my life. Getting lost in the bog. <laughs> uh, I don't remember any of it, but I've been lost in the bog a couple of times. Did a did a man in armor and with wings take you out of the bog and go like? Oh my God, I okay? thought I dreamed that. I thought I was just sleeping in the bog. It turns out I was dreaming in the bog. Dreaming in the bog. <laughs> Still, they're there to try to question them over and over. They they. The, the soldiers are definitely under some spell, but they still try to get something out of them, even with the added pressure, I guess, of what Asriel does. He tortures he tortures them. Uh, they don't break. But it's not their fault that they're under an enchantment. I know. And Feyre, who is simply observing from the wall of the room, asks the others if it's really okay to be using these tactics if they're under a spell of maybe Brialin or Kolshki. They all look at each other at that point and go like, oh, oh. Yeah, think about me. Think about what I'm going through, please, for a second. And if they haven't tried kissing, may you think of it. They didn't try it, and that's on them. Always with the violence. Never with the kissing first. What's your saying? Oh, yeah, always dump, and then you hump. (laughs) It's going to be much more flies with honey. Oh, yeah, I got to catch you on flies with honey. (laughs) And I just point down at my dick, and then they're like, why do you keep saying that? But I don't remember anything else, but. Is your dick the fly? No, your dick's, the dick's the flies. No, my mouth is the honey. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works out. Um, that or I just hope there's no bears around and I'll just squirt a bunch of honey down there. Your dick. Yeah. I go, you get more flies with honey. Your dick chewed off. Yeah. Um, or licked. By a bear? Maybe they just want the honey. 
I think even if a bear licked your dick, it would rip it off. <laughs> Aren't their tongues giant and scratchy? Ooh, I don't know. I've never been licked by a bear. <laughs> you know what? I haven't either. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so, I would assume they have scratchy tongues. Let's let's be real here. I think we're all assuming they have scratchy tongues. I assumed. So the favor is positing. Maybe this is not a fair and just thing to be doing. Thank you. Finally, Reese says, "No, it isn't." Reese is like. Are bad dogs, <laughs> you know, at the two soldiers. They've just been cutting open for several hours. <laughs> Oops. Guess we should have stopped. Farah's obviously not thrilled at this practice and tells them they need to get a hold of Helion to see if he can break their trance. Reese is all, yes, do Yeah, what is this, a honey-do list? Yeah, right? And Cass can see Reese filled with shame as the mates exchange some inner dialogue. But Farah, Cassian knew, had been aware of what she'd see before entering. And well aware that these ten minutes had only been the opening movements in a symphony of pain that Asriel could conduct with brutal efficiency. What is he, Hellraiser? Man, the opening movements in a symphony of pain? That I know that that shouldn't make me more attracted to Asriel, but it does. See, that was, like, that's hot. I don't know why. I, I get why people find that sexy. I just, the idea of the pain stuff... Like, I get why people think Pinhead is sexy and all that, but yeah. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm like, stuff. I don't want it on me. Like, I don't want it to happen to me, and I don't want to watch it happen to anyone else. But also, it's just something, like, mysterious and deep about someone that has the capacity to do it, I think. Sure. And that's what's so, like, scary sexy. And I think it's on that verge of scary sexy that people dig. Like, the people that are into, like, blood play and knife play and stuff like that. Where it's just like, whoa, man. That, like, that's a whole different ball game. Listen, no judgments. No, I, man, I know no. people can do that in a healthy way. Yeah, as long as everyone's consenting and there's communication, great. But not like, for me. Not for me. Not no. But I do think Pinhead, though, like with the deep voice and like he com- what a commanding presence he has. He's always just talking about p- putting hooks in you. Yeah. Oh, he's no- I, get I a, get another. Hooks. Get a hobby. Get something else to be interested in. I maybe. think that is his hobby. And honestly, isn't it nice that he got so good at his hobby that he became like the king of it? Turned it into a job. Yeah. That's. A, I mean. He's an influencer. <laughs> He's, an influencer. <laughs> He's a pinfluencer. He's a goddamn it, Natalie. <laughs> He's a pinfluencer. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging out with me too long, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They briefly discuss what sort of consequences there will be for Cass and Az killing the Autumn Court soldiers, but Favor rightly points out they didn't have a choice in the matter. They had to kill them. They literally could not not kill them. They were attacking them. You gotta do what you gotta do. But how is Eris gonna take it all? Oh, how's he gonna deal with it? They also don't know. Is Eris in on this? Is he part? We still don't know if we, we can totally know. trust him. We don't know. Still, Cassian feels a heaviness for the lives he took. Even if they acted because they had to, Cassian is a good male, and he feels the weight of each of those lives. They, the group leaves the scary room and all make their way back up above to the Moonstone Palace, where not only Nesta sleeps, but the mask is being held behind wards in a deeply concealed room. They get to the top, they get into the palace, and they head towards where the mask is being kept. Reese is at the front of the group as he opens the door, and Cass sees him start. Nesta sat at the table, staring at the cloth-covered mask. Oh! Oh! Reese is like, hey, hey, buddy, what are we doing over here? Uh, (laughs) hey, you, 
Uh, you having a just having a look? Oh, having a, having a little. <laughs> <laughs> just like knowing this person is just like got death in, in their yeah, their bones. Yeah, you got staring at him magical. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> Because they had warded the door to be locked, like past a million locks, so she shouldn't be in there. Nesta, who seems to be of sound mind again, tells the room that the door was open for her and she walked in. Further, she says the mask called to her. Cassian watches her and realizes that she's looking him over to make sure he isn't injured. He's incredulous and wonders how she could be worried about him when she was covered in bruises and has healing but still very deep cuts like big teeth gashes through her lips. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right now, we as the reader know what happened to her under the surface of the water, but none of the others know. So currently, they're trying to understand why and how Nesta's connected to the mask. And they have to sort of dance around it because of their kind of fear of Nesta. Yeah, dude. Because um, she could kill them all. so Especially because she doesn't know how to control it. So you have no idea what if it just like erupts out of her. Yeah. So they're trying to get information from her delicately, but Amran tells her bluntly that only a fool would put the mask on their face. What was she supposed to do, Amran? Amran, come on, Amran. And also, like, guffaw for taking care of her own damn self. Amran Amran would have put the mask on if she could have put the mask on. Yeah, and it's Amran's way of trying to say that she's worried for her, but that she can't say those words. Yeah. Um, But... She continues on to say that most people who've put the mask on have had to be beheaded to get it off of them again. That it's supposed to be the evil genie version of getting what you wished for. You can control the dead, but you can never take it off again, lest you become the dead. 
I wished it to let go, and it did, Nesta said, surveying Amran with cool disdain. Reese, seeming to work this out in real time, tells the room that it must be because she was also a maid and that most people got worn by the mask, not the other way around, if you will. And like calls to like and all of that stuff. They are somewhat evenly matched, her in the mask. Can we just like go ahead and say, why didn't you tell us this before? You know, like we were talking about the mask, you know, like I'm going to go try to find the mask. And you're not going to bring up the fact like this is this would have been really good information to have. I think maybe he didn't know. I think maybe he's trying to now ponder through it. Like and he, figure out why it like that was the case in the yeah. past and why now it's not the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With this uh, severed head thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know no, why I'm saying like yeah. she, she could have fucking said this already. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. I mean, she would have, like, probably not put the mask on, but at least she would have, like, made a, like, willing decision being like, well, let's see if I hope for the best. Yeah, I'd be like, you probably shouldn't put the mask on, by the way. Yeah. Would probably been a, a like, good thing. To give say. me a heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our As costumes are both so loud. I just feel like both of us are like... <laughs> As real muses on whether... That was why Brielle had sent the soldiers there to the to the bog to try to stake out where the mask might be for her. Nesta tells the room the mask needs to be destroyed. Amron says no, and in no uncertain terms, the mask can be destroyed. It can only be handled. Cauldron-made objects must be treated as nuclear waste, and that if somebody else got their hands on it, it would be bad. So it's best to keep it close to them, unfortunately. Feyre ponders whether Nesta could be responsible. Maybe she could, because she's made and like calls to like, that she would make the best wards around the room Mm. since they are connected. And whenever they're kind of pondering this in this conversation, Nesta accidentally lets her feelings slip out. She tells the room that she doesn't know how to do those kinds of wards and spells, that she had failed at learning them failed. This seems to shed some light on Nesta for Feyre. She hadn't connected that Nesta perhaps felt like a failure, that she had actually tried really hard with Amran and just couldn't do it. Because I think maybe she assumed that Nesta was just like, what? And just not trying at all. But maybe Nesta was really trying and she couldn't figure it out. Nesta seems to pick up her slip and sort of pushes past it. Tell me how to do the spells and I'll try. Reese. Good for you, girl. Yeah. It's hard to get back up on that horse, when you, especially when you feel like a failure. It's true. Yeah. You do you, girl. Yeah. You wet yourself earlier. How much more can it, you know? And your fuck buddy smelled your urine. But I, hey. It would be difficult to get past it. But you also commanded a dead army. So yep. good for you. I'm sure that Cassian's peed himself once or twice on the battlefield. You know sure. Because, again, like you can't help it from happening. No. Reese gently. We are so squeaky. Trying to not make sounds. Reese gently speaks to Nesta too and says that perhaps Helian can help teach her as well as Amrin. There is an awkward silence, and Cassian fills it with a joke about how he probably Helian probably wouldn't help Nesta because Nesta turned him down last time. <laughs> Nesta rolls her eyes, and Cassian is filled with relief to see such a normal, spicy self, Nesta, return. Their conversation turns to Nesta's physical state, and she brushes off their urges to go get looked at by Maja. 
They ask her how she ended up getting taken by the Kelpie because, again, they don't know yet. And Cassian realizes here that she had left her tree after only 30 minutes because she was worried that Cassian was dead. But she keeps saying both of you. Yes. But she and he both know that she's talking about Cassian, Mm -hmm. which is cute. But again, frustrating. It is. So she doesn't say specifically, but she says things between the lines and he read it. Nesta continues her story and tells him that the Kelpie spoke to her in a language she didn't understand. Reese goes into her mind to relive the memory alongside her. When he returns, he's pale. He turned to Amran and tells her to listen to what he's just recovered from Nesta's memory. Even Amran's face paled at whatever Reese showed her, and then she was shaking her head, her black bob of hair swaying. That is a dialect of our tongue that has not been spoken in 15,000 years. Damn! That's a long time! That's a long time! As wants to know what was said... And, and this, I was, I was always, I'm always wondering if SJM is playing with time in these series. And sometimes I wonder if the Crescent City world is supposed to be the past from this, which makes me think that the Kelpie is speaking English. Like hey, your way. Get on there. Queen's accent. Get over here. Are you my sacrifice, sweet flesh? Oh, forget about it. How pale and young you are. Tell me. Are they resuming the sacrifices to the waters once yeah. more? Yeah. No gods can save you. I shall take you, little beauty, and you shall be my bride before you on my supper. Honestly, kind of cute. Yeah. Liked her so much, he wanted to wed her before Aww. he ate her. And if that's not love, I don't know what is. He wanted to put a ring on it and uh, then eat it. Girl, you were looking good as you drown. <laughs> they contemplate the horror of knowledge that ancient fae used to give sacrifices over to the Kelpies. And basically what they're they're learning through this reliving of this experience of Nesta's is that this is an ancient being and it somehow is still alive. They don't they didn't even know if Kelpies still existed. And Amran says in the past People used to give sacrifices of bodies over to the Kelpies because they believed it would prevent them from snatching the, the children. And so apparently there was a lot of Kelpies at one point. Airman asserts that Nesta may have killed one of the very last. As they process all that's transpired. Nesta- I know that you didn't mean it in that way, but part of me was just like, well, don't make me feel guilty. Yeah, you know, wow, like, endangered species. Yeah, wow, killing. What, what you may wow. as well kill a unicorn. Good for you, Nesta. <laughs> but I know that she didn't mean she it. She didn't in that mean that way. No. As they process all that's transpired, Nesta tells the group she hadn't been calling for the mask, but was seeking out her own power, and the mask came instead. Like calls to like. Like calls to like. Amran goes, "So you admit it? Your power's still there." Like a true-born mean girl. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Amran's like very like being like above Nesta in this, but it's like this bitch is literally death. So it's true. And and Amran, it's she doesn't have her vast well of power anymore, but she's still got the tood. Yeah, man. Like she does. Nesta looks like she's ready for a fight. So Cassian stepped in before things went south. All right. Let Lady Death get some rest. Man, if I was called Lady Death, I would goosh everywhere. Ain't nobody calling me Lady Death. Surprise. <laughs> Not one of my many nicknames. Um, but how sick would that be? Well, I think Nesta probably semi-likes it too, but she has, has to act like she does She's acting like it, but you know that she likes like, it. Oh. Like, yeah, you're right, bitch. I am Lady Death, you fuck. 
She says it's not funny, but in a way that relaxes Cassian. More of a middle school flirtation mm-hmm. anger. We cut to Nesta, who's been told to remain at the Moonstone Palace to rest, and she's too tired to argue. She barely noted the opulent bedroom, overhanging the side of the mountain, snow-capped peaks gleaming in the sunshine all around, a bed piled with glowingly white linens and pillows, and, well, she did notice the sunken bathing pool, open to the air beyond, water spilling over the lip that projected above the drop and trickling into the endless fall below. Oh, take me there. I want to go there. Take me there. Let's go there. I'm assuming we're to understand that's the same bedroom Feyre first stayed in, which is very sweet. It's kind of a little sweet touch. The two sisters went through this like transcendent process in this room. Yes. Um, Although sweet isn't what I'm going to describe the next scene as. Oh, yeah. And I was watching from down in the torture rooms, and I went, ooh, 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 ooh. my eyes gonna pop out of my head. How did you see through the whole mountain? Yeah, man, I'm good. Well, that's what happens when you got bog brain, bro. Whoa, really? you can see through whatever you want, man. Whoa, <laughs> whatever you want, bro. See the other side. Break on through to the other side. <laughs> The bath porn in this scene, and no, I don't mean porn porn that we're about to receive. I just mean the description of this bath makes me angry because I'm never going to be inside anything like it. You're not. But maybe you will. Maybe, like, you can dream it real for the future. Yeah, maybe we can make fashion it to the side of a mountain. Yeah, right? Someone's got a mountain we can strap a bathing pool to. Who somebody knows out there there would be some experience like this somewhere? Tell me. Because I feel like you get, like you could get this in like the Alps, right? Maybe? I don't know. She realizes, uh, I guess I need to get into this giant opulent tub overlooking the side of the mountain scented with lavender fire. <laughs> She watches the sun move towards the horizon, also making it golden hour because why not? Oh, how beautiful. The most beautiful sunset she's ever witnessed happens while she perches in the perfectly temperate water. And I bet it never gets too cool. Like, no, it's I bet perfect. It's always just remains perfect, too. She washes her hair and body with scents of rosemary and almond. What is she, a biscotti? Mmm. As the sun sets, she thinks of how good it felt under the mask. With kind of with fear, to have no care or feeling inside, how much that scares her now. To think of how the desire to not be stuck with her own troubling thoughts is what drew her to that room with the mask earlier that day where they had found her. And how she hadn't told anybody that she was drawn because she was tempted by it. That she feels all of her feelings now, but she knows that when you're in the mask, all of that goes away. And she is sort of seduced by the idea of it. Yeah, we already know that you like to hide inside of yourself how you're feeling. And this is just an extension of that, Nesta. Well, it's sort of it's sort of the symbolism of what happens when you become like a bad person when you decide to not give your feelings any more credence and you like and you give lose away. empathy yeah, and you know yeah you don't care anymore and so that's where she's kind of dancing around there i think and you got to reach out for help reach out that hand as she's contemplating the paradoxical nature of her needing to be away from the mask while being the only one who can actually control it there's a knock at the door she drops below the surface of the water and bids the person enter. Cassian strode in, a tray of food in hand, 
and halted when he didn't see her on the bed. His eyes shot to the sunken pool, and she could have sworn he almost dropped the tray onto the white carpet. I... This is at the very least giving Nesta a distraction, and she leans into it. She's amused at his stuttering. She tells him... Man, there's nothing quite like that when, like, when you get, like, it's like you come out in an outfit and literally your partner's just like, oh, oh, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) When I came out in the Tiffany outfit, Jeff literally was like, oh, 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 oh. And I was like, oh, you literally have nothing to say? (laughs) That's so great. Um Cass tells her that he brought her food because he thought she'd want privacy to gather herself and not have to eat with everyone else. She's a bit taken aback at how well he knows her and the care and consideration he's shown in this moment, and it makes her horny. Horny! <laughs> Cassian, obviously affected by this presumably nude Nesta under the water, stumbles that he'll put the food on the table. I go now, okay? Goodbye. I'm gonna go. Just holds the tray over his groin. She's, yeah, I said groin. Groin. I, I, just, groin yucks me out. I'm sorry. The second I said it, I was like, oh, no, he doesn't have a groin. He's got a big throbbing cock, Jack. There you go. She is again moved by how flustered he is and stops his retreating steps with, do you want to get in? <laughs> she can see he's torn and he points out that she's pretty badly injured. She's like, nah, I'm fine. Mm. He's like, I don't. I don't think you are, but... So Nesta begins to stand from the water and does that thing where her hair is a shirt. I love hair as a shirt. <laughs> she notices his breathing change as she stands. I just imagine it's cartoonish. And it pleases her. Yes, her body seemed to say. This, him, life to drive away the mask. Life to drive away the horror of Urid. The need to touch him, feel his warmth and strength, pounded through her. Not going to be the only thing pounding through her. Yeah, we have to fuck yeah. for my health. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's to keep a mind off of Urid. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> my John Travolta. Oh, it sounded like uh, what's oh, Andrew Dice Clay there. Oh, I think that we've done this before. I think that I thought your John Travolta was Andrew Dice Clay before. I think that this exact <laughs> conversation has happened. Sorry, I didn't mean to just cough over your words there. How dare you? Cassian opens up. I thought you were dead today. As she continues to walk toward him, she replies she also thought he was dead. But she shuts him down when he tries to interject that she must have been happy to think that he was dead. She simply says, no, it did not make her happy. Cassian asks if this is what she really wants to do. Do you want to do this? But it's just sex, she tells Cassian. She does want to, but it's just sex, she says to Cassian. Cassian's face shifts at this, but then he says he'll take whatever she'll give him. No, Cassian! Then, dear readers, we are treated to a seven-page sex scene. Oh! Oh, we had to wait so long and now we get more smart. This is the gift that we asked for. This is the gift that we waited for. Seven page sex scene. It is a very good scene. Ooh, it's a good scene. 
And it is good. And, <laughs> and it was it good. And it was good. At the end of the scene, they are. Hmm, they're both facing the bed with Cassian behind. What's he doing her. back there, Natalie? <laughs> Massage. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, maybe he was uh, teaching her something on the whiteboard, right? Oh, yes. He was going. Uh, maybe he was showing her the map, being like, "Oh, where uh, are in the oh, night court?" I forgot to show where the Bog of Uri is. Oh my God, where is it, Natalie? I actually don't know where it I is. I actually don't know where it is. It's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's not here. Okay, we know where it's, it's not. not there. Okay, so it's got to be somewhere in here. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that middleish area. Not here or here so much, but right here. <laughs> Tommy boy, <laughs> Tommy boy. So they're 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 doggy style. Yes, but he's laying his whole body against her back because they've just collapsed essentially. He's probably like holding her, and they're having like a cuddle. But it's just sex, right, Nesta? But they're but not cuddle. Sex. See, it's not a cuddle no. because it's like they finished. He's like laying on the back of her in that position, and they're both shook to their very cores and exchange whispered words while they are in that position, dancing around things they can't say to each other just yet. As he extricates himself from her, he calls her sex beautiful and loves that it's he's covered in it. Wait. He calls her sex You're just getting all awkward because you gotta say awkward things. <laughs> he calls her sex beautiful because it's covered in him. It is what, Natalie? Teach me about the birds and the bees, because I hear you get more fries with honey. <laughs> no. Well, that's his honey, I guess. His <laughs> That's his honey. His voice was so rough, she looked over a shoulder. Cassian still knelt, and his face... It was utterly devastated, as if she'd taken him apart and left him in ruin. What is it? She asked, but he moved off the bed and reached for his fallen clothes. Girl, please. You know. You know what you're doing. You know. What is it? Oh, what? What? I'm sorry, but please. You're holding him away from your heart, and we all see it, and we all know it, but it hurts. But she's also doing this game where she knows she wants him deeply. She's love, she loves him. She knows that he loves her. Mm-hmm. He's there, He's not making any indication that this is like just a game between the two of them. No. Then she's like, what's wrong? Oh, my God. Are you like f- deeply in love with me or something? I don't. Because he said what? it's just sex first, right? No, she did. That was the first time that it said. Well, she says it to him, this can only be sex whenever he right. goes into her bedroom. Yeah, so so this is also, like, I feel like All her, her saying. Yes, and, like, her, like, vulnerable, like, doubling down of, like, just so you know, which, like, yeah, to protect you. But I feel like it's the kind of thing where she's not even realizing how much this is hurting him. Maybe. I think maybe she knows a little bit. No. That's just I'm trying to think good thoughts about her. I mean, it's not like evil. It's just a thing that people do sometimes when they're pretending like they don't actually like each other that much. What? And then you have an experience like that and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just sex. Yeah, exactly. He plasters a grin on his face and reminds her that it's just sex, remember, by her admission. She thinks about how this seems like a trap. But whatever. You laid the trap, Nesta. Yeah. With your, I don't have feelings for you. It's totally fine. This is uh, whatever. It's just like a whatever thing. <laughs> so she agrees with him. 
Yeah, totally. It's just sex. That was cool. He says, thanks for the ride, Ness. And he gives her a wink. And then he's gone. She seems perplexed. She'd said just sex, but had thought it might at least come with some cuddling. A few minutes to enjoy the feeling of his body against hers before pride made her order him to leave. Nesta knelt in the bed and stared at the door, the silence her only answer. I mean, that's what you said you wanted. And you got what you wished for, didn't you? That's what you said. He's technically being extremely respectful of you. I wonder if, like, how she would have taken it if, like, I don't think that she was ready for it. But, like, if at this point he was like, it's not just sex. I don't know. You know, like, I wonder because she knows that it's not just sex and she's just saying these things to keep him at arm's distance. But, like... I wonder how she would have taken it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she would have just been like, you're right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I love you. Yes, right? Maybe. But I think also Cassian wouldn't because he probably on some level knows that if she rejected him, it would like destroy him. And also you can't get any more of that good good. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? If you really like make her like decide. Right. Then it is like putting it to her to like make a decision. Like are you with me or are you not with me? Right. Um, So that's where we're going to live. I know we didn't get to the last chapter for this week, but I kind of want to leave it here because we're – pastime and i like leaving on uh yeah Uh, think about yourself think about your choices nesta think about you know for yourselves out there think about the times this has happened with you and what you learned from it man i love thinking about that during the holidays (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you're with your family yeah just think about the times you've had awkward sexual interactions with somebody you didn't know that well yeah and then maybe you never saw them ever again maybe you don't remember their names Think about those times when you're sitting down to dinner with your parents. Mmm, <laughs> great ham, mom. <laughs> but then you're just flip, 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 going through the photographs in your brain. All of your intrusive thoughts coming to the forefront. I do think that is what the, the holidays are for. I think sometimes maybe that's why people get anxieties because they do have breaks from their their daily life. And yeah. they're like, what, the, what am I doing? Yeah. I've had that in my life before. Oh, yeah. Where I'm just in a job that's just like grueling and I don't, it's not helping me towards the goals I want. I'm just, you get those couple days off and you're just like, oh no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I hope that you're not going through but that if this you holiday do, season. If you are going through that, it will get, you'll get past it. You will. Yeah. It'll get over, you'll be past it, and then you'll look back and you'll go like, huh, remember how silly that felt? And then we'll just be in cold, dark January. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you? Let's just stay in daylight savings time this year, please. I hate this time. Who wants it to be dark at four? We do not need it. No, man. We do not need this. No. I think they I think that it's like the whole like they're encouraging sads to continue. Yeah, they like w- It's a conspiracy. They want you to be sad so that you, you take their pills. Take their pills. <laughs> I like yeah. Let's start this pharmacy conspiracy, and it's all about daylight savings time. I'm quite certain that is not a new conspiracy in Q. I'm sure it's already existing. I'm sorry to tell you. Damn, we got to dig deeper. All right, right, we have to do. We'll we'll come up with a different conspiracy theory. Okay, cool. Please read up until chapter forty-three. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. 
featuring Ed Larson and Henry Zabrowski. Nesta whimpered and he flicked his tongue there. Her whimper turned to a cry and he laughed against her and flicked his tongue again. Release became a shimmering veil, just beyond her grasp, but drifting closer. So wet! He breathed and licked at her entrance, as if determined to consume every drop of her. Are you always this wet for me, Nesta? She wouldn't allow him the satisfaction of the truth. But she couldn't think of a lie. Not with his tongue pumping in and out of her, coaxing her to... (laughs) Coaxing her toward... But still denying her the pressure and relentless pounding she so badly needed. Cassian snickered, as if he knew the answer anyway. You sound like Carmi, my dog. <laughs> you sound like <laughs> she's sleeping. God, I wish I was your wife. <laughs> he licked her, his silken hair brushing over her belly, and looked up to meet her gaze. As their eyes locked, he slid a finger into her. She cried out, and he trailed a hand from her thigh and told her to open again as he licked that spot while his finger pumped in and out of her in a teasingly slow rhythm. More. She wanted more. She undulated her hips against him. Hard enough to drive his finger deeper. Greedy, he murmured onto her and withdrew his finger nearly to its tip, only to add a second finger, and he plunged right back in. Nesta let go entirely then. Let go of sanity and any pride as he filled her with those two fingers. He sucked and nibbled, and release gathered around her like an iridescent mist. Cassian growled again, given over to whatever need drove him, and the reverberations of the sound echoed into places of her that had never been touched. In and out his fingers slid, stretching and filling, all while he tasted and savored. Nesta rode his hand, his face grinding into him with abandon. Holy gods! Cassian's teeth grazed against her. Nesta. The sound of her name on his lips, against her most sensitive place, sent her mind scattering into eternity. She bowed off the bed with the force of a climax, and he became ravenous. Fingers pumping and pumping, tongue and lips moving against her like he'd devour her pleasure whole. He didn't stop, but she'd collapsed against the mattress till she was limp and reeling trying to piece her mind back together. The slide of his fingers out of her left her empty and aching. The removal of his tongue and mouth from between her legs, like a cold kiss. Cassian was panting, still hard as he rose up and stared at her. She couldn't move. Couldn't remember how to move. No one had ever done that to her, made her feel like that. It had knocked the breath from her, the thoroughness of her pleasure. Like the world could be remade and the force of what had erupted from her. She just watched the carved, heaving muscle of his chest, his wings, his handsome face. Nesta reached for the cock she was dying to feel, to taste, but he backed off the bed. Cassian grabbed his shirt and aimed for the door, 
We're even now. And then he came all over the doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.